podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview for Villa's game against Leicester on Sunday at two o'clock. This show is in association with Luke Roper. If you use the code, I've forgotten the code, TVV20, then you'll be able to get 20% off all your orders. Great start to the show, Dolan. Knew I was going to mess that up. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, good, good. You, you're, you're, you get very stressed out with these, these intros and outros. I thought a season, I, I thought a season professional like yourself would, uh, would just be be natural, but you're stressed out of these these intros all the time. Bring back Tom Julian. You know what? There's too many discount codes. I can't, I can't remember mm-hmm. what the discount codes are for all the, all the different shows. So I, I was bound to mess it up. And let's talk about Villa. Let's talk about the game on Sunday. Then an excellent season so far for Villa. Obviously, I think we'd all be in agreement of that. But you do kind of feel a, a little bit like we're, we're stumbling at the moment. We're not managing to pull a, a run of wins together or, or a run of results. It feels like we win one, then we lose one, we draw one. It all feels a bit up in the air at the moment. We, we could do with a couple of back-to-backs, couldn't we? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's coincided with with the whole post-COVID outbreak and, you know, our form hasn't been great. You know, you look at the the game against Palace and Chelsea and I thought we were at our fittest and we were at our, our, our best. I think that Palace game, we were just out of this world um, yeah, on Boxing Day. Um, and honestly, I think if we uh, if, if we hadn't had that that little that little um, two, three-week break, um, we uh, I think we'd be a lot sharper, but... You know, still sitting in eighth. You look at teams around us. Everton, Everton are dropping points. Um, they've a, they're in a bit of a, a rut. They're not playing very well. You know, they got they got absolutely schooled by Fulham. Um, so you know, teams are going to have dips. They're going to have, you know, look at Liverpool. They're having a bad run of results. Um, Tottenham are having a bad run of results. So it's it's going to happen at some point. Um, but the beauty of of, well, not the beauty because it's it's never good to lose, but. With our bad form, it tends to coincide with with other with a win. You know, we've I mean, I can't recall many times this season losing two three games in, in the spin. Um, I think it's only happened once. If, if my memory serves me correctly, have, have we even lost three games in the spin? I don't. I, I don't we de- think we, we was... definitely lost a couple in a row, didn't we? We lost to Leeds and Brighton in a row, to a couple of home games in a row. So I think we've had spells where I don't think we've done three. We might have gone no. three without winning some point, but. What they have done well that they didn't do last season was when they have lost, as you say, they tended to bounce back, which which is a good trait, whichever way you look at it. Yeah, and I, listen, just touching on Brighton very, very quickly, because um, I think people were, were, were giving us a bit of stick for being maybe over positive. But, you know, I was fully aware that Brighton's the performance against Brighton was, was horrendous. It was horrific. Um, but my point was that... We played awful. Um, we got a point, and we've kept twelve clean sheets now this season. And we were hard to beat, and we uh, we came away with a with a with a point that we that we didn't deserve. So it's an extra point on the board. Um, so that was my that was my point sitting in eighth. I'm not going to criticise the 
the uh, the club or the players when we're sitting in eighth, eighth place in, in the table with a, with a couple of games in hand. Yeah, it was a dreadful result, and yes, the results, sorry, the performances haven't been haven't been great. Um, but there's many teams that don't play well and get beat. We're not playing well and still picking up a point, a couple of points here and there. You know, um, Arsenal, Southampton didn't play well, six points. Brighton didn't play well, got a point. Um, sure, I agree with the Arsenal one. I, I thought I thought we were really good. At that was honestly one of my favourite games of the season because although it wasn't like the most accomplished going going forward, we weren't all over them or anything like that. I thought we had. I thought that game we had the balance. We looked dangerous and we attacked well. Also, we looked mm. really solid defensively. We didn't have that balance against Brighton on, on on Saturday night. We defended excellently. The goalkeeper had an excellent game. Mm. I think we literally had one shot which Barkley rolled into the goalkeeper's arms, and I think that was our only shot in, on target. We never looked like we were going to score. I think at times with Villa, perhaps it, it is about finding that balance because we've had games where we've been excellent defensively, and we've had games when we've been excellent going forward. You kind of need to get both levels to like a an eight out of ten, if that makes sense, and, and find some form of balance. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and, and as I said before, we're, we're very much a work in progress. Um, and there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And um, I think I said that Dean Smith, even after the Burnley game, doesn't, or and, and the West Ham game, and, and Brighton, he even said after the Brighton game, he, he isn't going to do, he didn't do a de- debrief. Because what's, what's like, the, everyone knows how bad it was. It was one of those games, and he, he said a game that you just erase from the memory. But, um, you know, we're not, we're not, are free flowing best um, at, at this moment in time, but um, you know there's still a lot of football to play, and we're still in a very very good, good position to attack. And um, you know we've we've got to play Arsenal, so we've got to play Everton and, and Tottenham twice, um, home and away. So you know we we can pick up some points against uh, Everton mm-hmm. against Everton and Arsenal um, and teams around us. Then you know I still think we're we're good for a top eight top ten finish. What do you think it's going to take? I mean, to be honest, if you knew the answer to this question, you'd probably be on the coaching staff. What do you think is going to get us back to our free-flowing best? What is it that you think's missing at the moment? I think fitness and I think training. I think, you know, uh, I watched the Dean Smith interview there. Um, I think it was yesterday. Um, and even with the... He, he touched on Ross Barkley. Like, even though Barkley's been back, what, a month now, he's probably only had about two or three tuning sessions. The same with Morgan's with Morgan Sansal. I think he's he's only had two or three tuning sessions because playing how many games we play, what, six, seven, eight games in what, eighteen days or whatever it was. I am not exactly sure the the exact figure, but um they were they were just they were just recovery days post post game. It was all about the recovery. So they weren't getting fitness, they weren't getting um, you know, training sessions. They weren't they, they weren't working on tactics. They they weren't working on shape. It's all about recovering, keeping keeping players fit, um, avoiding injury and um and trying to stay fresh. So that's why we haven't seen the likes of Sansaw play. I think you guys made a good point that was maybe against Arsenal. Why would you bring him on uh, you know, into a team that every player knows how Dean Smith wants to play, you know, Ramsey came on ahead of Sansel because he knows he knows how Smith wants him to play. He knows the philosophy. He knows the players inside out. Like Sansel's still got, you know, again, I think he's only trained twice. So to play that many games in such a short space of time, the, the players haven't been haven't been haven't been training. There's been no there's been no um, training sessions at all really um, over these last certain month and a half. So I think now having Having games now, you know, Saturday, Sunday, or or Sunday, Saturday, 
whatever it may be, having having five or six days in between games now is um I think we'll start to see the benefit. I think we'll look fresher. Um, you know, there's Leicester again have gone uh they've gone away tonight. Was it Prague? Slabby Prague, yeah, Prague, Prague yeah. Um Drew Nil Nil. And I tell you what, he, he went strong. I've got a Leicester, um a Leicester fan on work. I was chatting through today, he thought they'd go he he thought they'd go second string. Um but they went, they went full, they went full tilt tonight. They had they had Schmeichel, they had Vardy, they had Madison, Tillemans, Shianshu, Evans. They went, they went for it tonight, um, and they drew nil nil. So that that game can only benefit us in terms of fatigue. You know, we haven't played a game since um, since Saturday evening, and we're not going to be playing until five past two on on Sunday afternoon. So um, hopefully, having one game in a week, we'll start to get back to our. Our, our sort of through fitness and and um, and look and look the team that we that we were looking uh, before Christmas. You know, when we had that we went on, on that amazing run in um, in December. I mean, supreme kickoff knowledge. Nailing the five past two, I'd have definitely said two p.m. So that's a supreme kickoff knowledge. You kind of felt like it is a decent time to play Leicester. Obviously, they've got their European exertions, which which you've just spoke of. Picked up a couple of injuries in the in the defence recently as well. For Farners, a big player for them, had a great season yeah. so far. Justin. James Justin was arguably the best one of the best fullbacks in the league before his injuries. Yeah, he's, they have, I think he might be back at the weekend, but again, he won't be match fit because he hasn't hasn't played for weeks. Yeah. So Pereira's come back after a massive long injury. He's yeah. playing fullback for them at the moment. I think mm-hmm. Amati played right back possibly against Liverpool. I think right, he can Perez, be better. I think Perez has picked up a knock again when I was speaking to my, to, to my work colleague today and I didn't realise how how many injuries Leicester actually had or how many niggles All season, they had All season. The they've been like that um, You know but for me I said how, how's Vardy's fitness because <laughs> whenever I see Jimmy Vardy on a team shoot against Aston Villa it usually ends uh, it usually ends in tears um, but yeah I think they're uh, listen they were very good at well they 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 got a great result against Liverpool um, last weekend. They they didn't play. They didn't certainly didn't play particularly well. Um, they had that they had that sort of little sort of ten twelve minute spell where they um, they took every chance that, that that they got and they put Liverpool under the sword. Obviously, there was a few mistakes in there from from the keeper, but uh, yeah, they've um, but for that again for them to be second in the league or third in the league and. And, and and have a have a, a season where they've they've picked up a lot of injuries and and they haven't got a massive squad you know um bar got quality already. squad they've got quality squad though. they've got quality over the place yeah but it's not a but there's not much depth there but yeah they've got quality um but as we saw back back at the back end of last year when, when we played them at uh, or even at the start of the season I should say when we played them at the King Power they they were missing quite a few players and uh I think both teams were looking to settle for a jaw. Um, and we just had that little bit of magic um, with uh, with Ross Barkley. But it's not be it'll be a close game. Um, uh, you know, bar the semi final, League Cup, they uh, they tore us to shreds in the league last year. I think it was what eight eight nil or eight one or something on, on aggregate. And if you look at the the the, the two league games, um, it, it was a different story in the cup. But um, I think last to to write to write that wrong of 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 last season the the king par for me was was absolutely huge um for me that was the, the turning point of the season going there because we all know what happened we were i mean we were we we were in pieces last year when we trudged off that pitch um uh, in march uh, last year against against leicester we were we were by far the worst team in the league by far the worst team in the league at that minute 
Um, and for me to go, or for for us to go there uh, by this season and and, and win one nil, uh, that yeah, that that for me was like okay, these these boys have have, have some serious some serious uh, mental toughness about them. You know, they've 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 really got a lot about them to 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 go there. And um, there's no doubt that would have been in their minds. There's no doubt. There's no doubt they would have had to sit and watch that game over again. And um, you know, it wasn't a great time for the for the football club and. Uh, so you know it'll be tough. It'll be tough. Um, we're a much better team than than we were last year, uh, as we all know. But then Leicester, you know, Leicester have picked up. They've picked up. You know, they had a, obviously had a per per finish to the season. But listen, Leicester are a class act, absolute class act. Really and, are. Uh, you know, they are a team that we that we need to be aspiring to. I never thought I'd say that, but Leicester City man are a team that we have to be aspiring to because. You know they're they're in there. They're uh, as Steve Bruce would say, they've been there thereabouts over the last few years in terms of um, top four, top six. Um, you know they won the league, and then they had a, a bit of a, a little bit of a, a come down. But since Rogers has come in, he's just been he's been incredible. Um, just the way you know the way they buy as well. I think I think they're. Their uh, the, the culture of the club is is, is excellent. It's run it's run really well. Um, they 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 you know they buy the right kind of player um, that fits that fits the profile. Obviously, Brenton Rogers is just you know I think he's one of the most underrated coaches in in world football. Um, and I, I still think he gets a bit of a, a hard time in the media. Um, but I think he's he's one of the most underrated coaches in world football. And and um, yeah, they're they're a top top side. They play great football. Um, and you know we're almost trying to emulate them in terms of Leicester would be, you know, the neutrals' favourite. I mean, my dad loves football. He hasn't. My dad doesn't support a team, but he uh, he loves football. And and uh, and you know Leicester would be a team that he would uh, he would certainly sit down and, and enjoy watching. And you know, same here when, when Villa aren't on and Leicester on the telly, happily sit and watch a, um, a game of Leicester City because they play some great stuff. Yeah, I mean they deserve a huge amount of credit from coming back from what they how they ended last season because they chucked away Champions League. Yeah, make no bones about it. They should have been certainties for Champions League, but they fell away, lost it on the last day, got stumped by Manu, I believe, on the, on the last day of the season yeah. and ended up coming fifth. So to recover from that, that shows mental toughness. You're talking about mental toughness, the injuries they've had because it's been all season for Leicester. It just hasn't let up. Every time a player comes back someone else gets injured and it's been like that all season for them. For them to be up in second in a season where nearly every team bar Man City has been so, so inconsistent, I think they deserve a massive amount of credit and it's going to be a really tough game on Sunday. Changes, people are going to say, well, we need to freshen up, we need a couple of changes. What are you thinking personnel-wise for Villa on Sunday? There's a few obvious changes. I think the obvious change is going to be Matty Cash. Um, We only have have one right back at the club now and that's... that's, uh, that's El Mahamadi, and, and I think he'll King come Elmer. in. It's not, I have no problems with them all coming in. I think he'll do a job. And um, listen, Cash will be a big miss for us because he's he's been he's been one of the standout players for us this season. But uh, El Mahamadi, he's solid, solid at the back and solid going forward. You know, and he he has that he has that experience um, to cope with uh, to cope with maybe Madison or whoever it will be. Um, sort Probably of Roman be Barnes, be Barnes Roman, on yeah, the left, Barnes. I think. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, I'm more than happy with uh, with with El I, th- I think after that, I think it'll still be what we saw. I think I think you know, Luis will 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 continue. Um, I think Barkley. Well, I mean, Barkley. It's a, it's a funny one with Barkley. I don't really know what's going on at the minute with with Ross Barkley, and you know, 
he'll know himself that his performances haven't been up to scratch um, in the last month. But you know, there's obviously been uh, a case for for injuries and coming coming back and COVID and and you know not really getting to train much. Um, so he hasn't had much much chance to. You know, the only fitness he's had is, is in games. Um, so, listen, he he'll know himself uh, that he's not been he's not been anywhere near it. I I can see someone. I can see maybe Nakama coming back in maybe. Um, but listen, we've got options in, in midfield. It's, it's probably the area, the one area of the of of the pits that we have options. I mean, Ramsey, Sanson, Barkley, um, Nakamba, Luis, McGinn. I mean, there's there's plenty of options there. Um, options there. Uh, so, I, I, I do think I, I do think it'll be it'll be the same team that started against Brighton, apart from um, apart from Matty Cash, um, because I think Dean Smith has trust in Barkley. I think I think he knows that. Uh, you know, even if he's not playing well, he can still he can still turn the game on its head. Ross Barkley, you know, he still has that moment of, or that he still has that ability to. Well, he did to, it to, to the King Power. Somewhere. Out of nothing, well, exactly. He did it at the King Power, and he did it. He did it at uh, St Mary's. So he still has that ability to to turn the game in its head. So I think, um, I think we'll see. I think we'll see the same team that started against Brighton. Um, I think we'll see uh, El Mahamadi come in for for Matty Cash, and, and let's hope Matt, Matty Cash's injury isn't isn't too serious. Um, let's hope it's just going to be uh, a few weeks in the sidelines, and, and and we see him back. We see him back very soon because he's been he's been outstanding this season for us. Yeah, I get. I, I agree with you, Elm. For a couple of games, Elmo's no no problem. He's, he's dependable would be the word yeah. I, I'd use for him. He's no frills. He's not going to come on the pitch and do anything spectacular. And there's no doubt that Matty Cash will be a huge miss because we're talking about James Justin being one of the fullbacks of the season. Well, Matty Cash has been one of the fullbacks of the season yeah. as well. I see a lot on a lot of football Twitter, which probably isn't the best place to get your information, but a lot of, you know, when he was injured, a lot of those those like, I don't, you know, the accounts I mean. Do you know the ones I mean, like the, the stupid accounts with the stupid footballer is the name, like Peak something whatsoever. They're all saying, "I'll oh, come and sign for Arsenal, come and sign for Chelsea, whatever." Oh, okay, so he's, yeah, yeah. He's having, he's having, a, he's having, a, he's having a great season. He's been an unbelievable signing, but for a couple of games, almost fine. I guess the worry is that there's been a few injuries in recent Villa folklore where it says there are a couple of weeks. Barkley was one of them, and then you don't yeah. see him for nine or ten games. So that's always a concern yeah. with Villa. But yeah, hopefully Cash is only out for a couple of weeks and on the selection people want people at the moment want, want blood with Barkley on, on social media he's getting a lot of criticism there's always someone we've spoke about that before so let's not go into it but Barkley's the one at the moment I get it because he isn't playing well I mean I think on Saturday any criticism was harsh because nobody played well yeah. even Jack didn't play well on Saturday so having a go at Barkley when he wasn't really getting the ball from the, the deep midfielders and, and the team didn't play well I think that's crazy but people are going on about work rate and pressing and I said this on the Athletic podcast with Greg when Jack played as a 10 it's part of the role I bet if you watch because our number 10 plays very close to the strikers so out of possession you're a 4-4-2 and the 10 is very close to Watkins I bet Grealish's pressing wasn't massive when he was playing as a number 10 close to Barkley because sorry close to Watkins because that's Watkins's job to lead the press. It's not Barkley's job. So he's getting criticism about stuff that's not really his game, in, in my opinion. Where, where do you sit with it? And I think we have to play him to get him back to his best. I don't think sitting on a bench you can do him any good. No, I think he has to play. And I think probably, let's be honest, I think there's probably something in, in his contract that, that says he has to play as well. Um, but and that's just that's just modern day football. That's just how contracts, I'm sure, go. And, and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think, I just think, you know, if, if, if he bangs in, if he bangs in, you know, 
uh, a brace or a couple of goals uh, on Saturday against against Brighton, and we win the game two 0 No one's going to bring up his person at all. I just think whenever whenever you have a bad game, people just start start to nitpick. And, but he hasn't been he hasn't been great. He had he, he still looks he still looks a good yard off 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 the pace. Um, he looks like he flags after 60, 70 minutes, and um, and he hasn't gone back. He hasn't gone back half the player that he was when he um, when he pulled up and 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 and, and went off against Brighton. So, but I think we'll start to see now. You know, most of our games are, you know, it's it's one game a week for for the majority now of the season. We've kind of had that crazy three three um, those three game weeks for the last sort of two months and. I think once we get him um, into a proper sort of coaching regime and a fitness regime, uh, I think I think we'll see him back to back to the player that we had when we um, when we got him on loan at the start of the season. And I think you know why people are obviously picking him on him because we, we just expect so much more from him um, as 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 fans because we we know what he can produce. And the thing is, like he knows what he can produce too. And then there's no there's no doubt he's uh, you know he's well aware that he's been he's been off the pace. Um, but like I said, I'm not going to sit here and criticize anybody because I think to to a man, um, we've been um, we've been out of this out of this world this season. If you look at if you look at where we were last season and, and how far we've we've progressed, uh, it's um, it's been absolutely meteoric uh, in terms of our of our rise from last season. Like I said, this time last year we were by far and away the worst team in that division by some distance. And now we are easily one of the best teams in the division. You know, easily one of the best teams in the division um, on the eye and uh, and with the results we've had this season. So, again, I'm not going to criticise anybody, but listen, you know, he knows as a, as a footballer and we know as fans, we can say it, he hasn't had a great game, but, you know, such is life, you know, it, it happens. Yeah, I mean, let's look at a couple of the, the the key, not battles, because, I mean, these two players I'm about to mention aren't battling against each other. But I think pretty much if we discount Edison, I think Martinez and, and Schmeichel have been two of the goalkeepers of, of the season. Schmeichel, for me, again, I said this in another podcast today, I think he's not far from going down as a Premier League great when you think that he's that he's won the league. Off the back of what his father did as well, a lot of pressure on him. I think Kasper Schmeichel's a phenomenal goalkeeper and one of the top goalkeepers in the Premier League. Martinez has, has made himself up, up to that level as well this season. 12 clean sheets already, I, th- I think he is. Well on the way to breaking Villa's Premier League record. It could be a game where one of them ends up deciding it, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, like Dean Smith said that he thought Saturday was the first game that Martinez has actually kept us in it. Um, I don't agree. I thought the Wolves game. I thought Wolves away. He, um, yeah, he's, he's single. He's, I thought he single-handedly kept us in that game as well. Um but yeah, he's um, bar West Ham again. He's been he's been he's been phenomenal, and uh, there's a lot of really really top top goalkeepers in that division. I mean, there's a lot of good goalkeepers. You look, you mean to name a few: Nick Pope, um, Schmeichel, uh, Martinez, Leno, um, Ederson, De Gea on his day. You know, there's a lot of really, really good good yeah, goalkeepers. Yeah, De Gea's day hasn't been been, been No, it's not been for a while, is it? Like same but, with Alisson. Um, yeah, Allison's obviously having a bit of a rough patch, but there's a lot of top top goalkeepers in the, in, in in that league, and um, and he's uh, yeah, but but both keepers on show to on on show on, on Saturday are are by far and away, um, you know, 
the, the best keepers and well, one of the best keepers in in the division. But I think you know, comparing their careers, Shemaigal, as you said, will will certainly go down as a as a as a Premier League legend. Um, you know, the consistency that he's shown, um, the uh, the the uh, the loyalty that he's shown as well, and you know, it can't be easy. You know, being the son of, no, you no know, chance. Peter Schmeichel, you know, um, but uh, you know he's uh, he, and he he kind of goes under the radar because he's he's not you never hear about him in the press. He's never he's never out and about. He seems to be a really down to earth, grounded guy, and um, the kind of the kind of player that I'm sure you would you would dream as a coach to to manage. I'm sure he's very very low maintenance, um, and. Uh, and he's just been uh, he's been an absolute phenomenal servant to that football club and um and his career could have gone could have gone could have gone south. I know I know he yeah. had a bad spell at Man City and then he had a couple of loan spells and wasn't it Leeds work his way back up. Yeah, wasn't it Leeds for a while and then he went and then he joined Leicester and then he came up but he, he was playing for Leicester in, in League One, wasn't he? So he's come yeah, up yeah. come he's come from Leicester from League One um up to the Premier League. And you know, let's be honest, I never really rated him because he didn't do an awful lot. It's the first five, six, seven years of his career, he didn't do an awful lot. Um, he's only really blossomed in in the last what six sort of six years. He's blossomed later on in his career. You know, he's at a very, very, very good end to his career. And That's what um, goalkeepers do, though, isn't it? I mean, Martinez is doing yeah. the same. He's not. He's had a similar path where he's been on all these loans, and now he's number one at Villa. But it's taken till twenty eight years of age yeah. to get to that point. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, again, you think about Martinez and you think about pound for pound signings, you know. Um, I said to you today, I'd like to do a little show on uh, on, on Aston Villa's sort of best pound for pound signing um, in, yeah, we'll, in we'll the, last, we'll the last 25 years. But, you know, if Martinez carries on um, with that kind of form at, at, at that age, um, you know, we have him for three, four seasons and we, and we finish top six, then... He'll go down as, as one of the Villa greats. Um, for me, there's not been a better goalkeeper since, for, since Mark Bosnich. You know, I think he's Friedel was good, but for me, Bosnich will always stand out. Um, he just had everything, um, and I think I think we'll, we'll be talking about Martinez in that in that same in that same breath and that, that same stature. Um, I can see him. I can see him being a um, well. Hopefully, hopefully not because hopefully Jack will stay. But he's certainly got that kind of captain. He's got captain material. You know. Um, he uh, he he just he just commands commands that penalty box and uh, and I read a stat that he's only I think he's only punched the ball from set from a set piece once all season. He makes a lot of catches. Makes a lot. Well, he tries to catch it. Yeah, which for me is a phenomenal stat. Um, again, how many times? I mean, from just talking about you know from from my point of view watching watching the game. How many times does the ball come into the box? And as you just said, there. How many times does he catch the ball? And you know, it makes like, it look so easy as well. So, but he just everything. He just calms everything down, like having that presence. And his game management is just again top, top drawer, top drawer game management. And you know, you can just see it filters through the whole team. You know, we look a lot, a lot more savvy and a lot more streetwise. And our game management is um is is fantastic. And I say it starts it starts it starts with with Martinez. Yeah, I think that the great thing as well is that bounce back ability. Again, he had an off day against West Ham, but what's he done since then? Two clean sheets. I think again that that shows the measure of the man. Yeah. It shows the mentality of, of him and the club. To be honest, because as I say, the club have bounced back on plenty of occasions. As the 12, well, 12 clean sheets after 20, 21, 22 games is just an outstanding. 
Dan Crazy numbers. I, mean, I think Edison's I got 14, I think. Unbelievable numbers. Unbelievable numbers. And that defence, that back four as a unit. Again, 12 clean sheets. Quite quite incredible. You know, we shipped, we shipped goals for fun last year. We shipped goals for fun. And uh, again, even even from a from a back four, back five point of view, including the keeper, where we have come from, and that's the same back four, bar obviously bar Matty Cash, um, but that back four, uh, Ming's target and Konza, is 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 you know shipped sixty odd goals last season, um, and to have Martinez and Cash come in and for us to keep twelve clean sheets in in, in twenty odd games is uh, is quite remarkable. Yeah, no pressure on Elmer coming in this weekend and in that back four. To be fair, Hawes came in for a few games and, and yeah. we, look, we looked the same, yeah. didn't we? So yeah. you'd, you'd yeah. hope it'll be the same for Elmer. I'm sure Sky on Sunday, I think it's on Sky, that they'll be billing this game as Jack Grealish against James Madison. So it'd be remiss of us not to talk about that. I mean, I think they're both fantastic players. I think they're both very different players as well. What, what, what do you make of that? Because people will be saying... Only one of them is going to go go away with England. I mean, I think I know who that who that's going to be, and he's going to be wearing claret and blue. But what, what do you make of those two? Obviously, I, I know what you make of Jack. Yeah, uh, but I, I think they're both very different. I think I, th- I think yeah, they're very different. Awesome, I, think, I don't I don't look at Madison. Of uh, you know, since the, I think because they're they're both really good mates. This is where the comparison comes from because they're they're you know they're close off the pitch and, and their pals and and they um. Um, people obviously like to sort of compare them, but um, for a start, why why would you want to compare and say who's better? They're both quality footballers. Just enjoy them for what they are. Um, so that's that's been point on that on, on you know on 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 the sort of comparison. They're both they're both potentially world class world class footballers. Um, in terms of the style, I think they're just completely different. I think Madison's, you know, he's. He's kind of no nonsense, you know. Um, he doesn't have the maybe the flicks and tricks that Jack that Jack has, but he has a probably a better right foot than, than Grealish. I mean, I think Jack even said himself, he tends not to score that many from outside the box. Free kicks doesn't score that many f- uh, free kicks. Whereas for me, Madison, a lot of his goals you see come from come from free kicks or come from outside the box. Um, whereas Jack tends to sort of weave his way in and and um uh just off the top of my head just thinking about his, his the goals he scored they they all tend to be um from in and around the box so i just think they're very different they're, they're very different footballers but equally equally uh you know quality quality players but it's like i've said before i wouldn't swap Grealish for any footballer in the world at the minute so um so, in 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 my opinion, I I I'd rather have Jack Grealish in my team than James Madison. But um, I think Madison's a class class footballer and a real class act as well. Real real classy guy. I, th- I love his post match interviews. I think yeah, um, he's very good. Very speaks good speaks very very well. And um, you know, a, a very wise sort of footballing footballing head um, on those shoulders and seems to know the game, um, knows the game inside out and, uh, you know, seems to be, you know, quite a level-headed guy. And again, he's come up through the lower leagues with Coventry and, um, you know, played with Norwich and was good at Norwich and uh, and and uh, he's, he's carried that on um, at Leicester. But if, if, you, if you're ever going to say who, who I'd rather have in, a, in, in my football team, like I've said before, I wouldn't swap Grealish for any player in, in world football. Maybe, maybe Mbappe, but you know. I was about to say, did you watch Mbappe? <laughs> he's, maybe Mbappe, but like he's, uh, got, he's got a future in the game, I think. Mbappe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But apart from apart from Mbappe, I wouldn't swap him for for anybody in world football. 
I think Madison's going to be really unfortunate. I just saw one to eleven kids saying both Grealish and Madison go to the Euro. Surely, I really don't think Madison's going to go. Honestly, I just don't. I think Grealish and Foden are on another another level to him. I think Madison's a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong, but I think Grealish and Foden are on a different level. You've got Mason mm. Mount, who's who's going to get picked above him. I just don't think he'll find Southgate. Will find See, I would I would, play, I would I would pick Madison over Mount personally. Different, different position, different players. Mount's more of an, an, a number eight. I don't see Madison as a number eight. Really, he's more of a ten. We don't play with a ten, England. Yeah. I just think it's, I mean, it's a great selection, Bozer, for Southgate to have. He's got some great players to pick from. I just hope we don't mess it up in the Euros because I mean, have you ever known a, so many good players? Uh, have you ever known a top, like a top sort of seven or eight, um, uh, you know, attacking talent like it? And, uh, it's phenomenal. Like, it's I mean, phenomenal. I haven't even talked about Sterling, Sancho, Rashford. Obviously, Kane's a, a shoe Green, to go playing up front. Greenwood, Greenwood, Kane. It's yeah, incredible. I mean, it's frightening. It's just the thing at the minute we're lacking in. Were we before? Like it's a bit like not weak, I'm not English, but I think where the English, you know, were so strong before was 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 that midfield area and then uh, Lampard and Gerrard and Scholes and and Beckham and the like. But and you know, even even at the back you had Adams and and um, Ferdinand and Terry and uh, you know just had quality quality uh, centre backs and, and quality centre midfielders. But now I think England are lacking. Uh, in the central defence position, and I think they're lacking a little bit. And I think they're lacking a little bit in in, uh, in in central midfield. But going forward, they're, they're it's probably the best I've ever I've ever seen in England. England sort of forward forward uh, or attacking options. I can't recall England having a better uh, a better group of, of of attacking footballers in in the last 30, 40 years. It's it's quite frightening. And the average age as well. The average age is, can't be. Any any more than like 25, 26. Uh, oh, I think which, probably less. Probably yeah, probably less. Which again is you know, you're talking a decade of this of this current crop, which um you know you'd like to see them win something in the next uh, in the next sort of six to seven years. Yeah, I mean I think really she'll win the England battle, but I guess the proof will be in the pudding on Sunday. We'll see who wins the battle at Villa Park, Grealish or, or Madison. Obviously we know who everyone watching this wants to come out of top. Dolan, thank you very much for joining me for this match Cheers. preview in association with Luke Roper. Remember, use the code TVV20. Luckily for me, it's on the screen now, and you'll get 20% off most things. There's a few items that do have a an NHS charity donation, so a few things don't count. I think it's the Dapper Villa range, but everything else, even sale items, use that code and you'll get 20% off. We'll be back for a post-match point on Sunday in association with Purity, so join us then. Where hopefully, we'll be talking about three points for the Villa. Only one thing left to say, up the Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.